Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, he is the number one ranked recruit for the class of 2021. Uh, he is a University of Texas commit. He's a senior in high school this year. He's, I don't even know how, it, at least a, a six, seven, eight-time Virginia high school state champion, uh, Anthony Grimm. Anthony, how's it going, man? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing good. First of all, you've got a William and Mary shirt on. Uh, Tell me, tell me why you're why you're repping the tribe. Uh, absolutely. So, um, so as everyone knows, uh, they got seven sports cut, uh, including swimming. And one of my best friends, Kent, uh, he was, he's on my, he was on my club team. He's now a freshman there. Uh, you know, he was on the team when I got, and, uh, as I got cut and he's a freshman and I just want to show my support because, you know, no one deserves to go through that. And those guys, uh, I know they work really hard. So just want to show my appreciation for them. Now, I know you're a Virginia native. How, how far are you from William & Mary? Is that something that's been in your backyard for a while? Uh, it's, not, it's not too close. It's so I live in Fairfax in Northern Virginia, and it's about like, I think Williamsburg is like two or three hours, something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Did you, did you ever have meets there? I don't think they host too many meets, do they? No. Nah. So, yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've been there before. I've visited, I visited with my friend, Kent, uh, Okay. So, but you know, I've never swam there before. Gotcha. Um, well, nice. I'm, I'm doing another podcast with William and Mary Summers tomorrow. I've already done one with, with some coaching alums there. It's, it's, you know, sounds like a really great program. And obviously, as you said, no one deserves to go through that. Hopefully, hopefully they can raise enough, however much that is to re have have that sport reinstated because we want more swimming. That's yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, t- so tell me, let's, let's start with you and let's start with the now, um, tell me about how your quarantine has been. It started, uh, you know, around mid March it's now, geez, mid September. Uh, yeah. so, so what have these past six months looked like for you? Um, so at the start of quarantine, I probably took about, uh, like two and a half, two months off from swimming just cause no, nobody could find a pool. And that's probably, so this year is probably the most I've ever took off swimming in my entire life because back in November, I got a stress fracture in my back. So that was two months of no physical activity. And I was, I was back in the water for about a month and a half and then another two months of just nothing going on pretty much. So just pretty much just trying to get back into shape. Um, we were able to practice in like short course meters pools uh, during the summer. And so that uh, helped me a little bit, but now now we're back into the groove of things. Kinda, I'm going to to uh, George Mason to practice, and that's where I usually practice. So I'm feeling more comfortable, uh, getting a lot more work done. Nice. Uh, so, <clears throat> so those two months where that you had off, you know, at the beginning of quarantine, where you couldn't swim. Um, what kind of exercises were, you know, what were you doing to, to stay active, to stay fit and, and to keep your mind occupied? You know, what were you doing outside of just exercising? 
Uh, so when school, when, uh, when that, when that got canceled, school was getting canceled at the same time. So it was kind of nice to have like a mental break, uh, not worry about any of that. So, um, to keep myself in shape, uh, I went to a few lakes just cause I couldn't stand like not swimming for that long. So I went to a few lakes to just do some open water swimming and, uh, me and some of my teammates would, uh, do like, uh, just a bunch of body weight stuff, like jump ropes and push ups and, and abs and stuff like that. And basically just spent my time doing that and playing video games, just enjoying life. <laughs> what, uh, what kind of video games you played over there? Uh, so right now I don't really have like the updated like games or anything. I play like, I play some 2k and some call of duty, uh, you know, just stuff to get my mind off swimming in school. Definitely. I mean, these sound like good distractions. I know, yeah. I know during quarantine for me, it, good distractions and bad distractions, the line got blurred. Uh, but, you know, I think a healthy dose of video games. I know Cody, Cody Miller had a vlog about that. And he's like, you know, if I'm working out. I'm staying active. If I want to play four or five hours of video games, I think it's all right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it helps. It helps a lot. It does, especially, especially with so much uncertainty. You don't really have a plan going forward. Um, so you're, you know, you're in your senior year of high school now, what's school look like for you? So right now uh, I'm doing online school, which is kind of hard for me because I, I don't, it's hard for me to sit still in one place for a long time. So, you know, just sitting in front of a computer string is a little bit difficult, but you know, I'm just going to get through it. It's, I only got one more year. So I'm excited to get out of here and go to Texas. And understandable uh is there you know right now are you completely online and do you think there that's going to change at all or you really just don't know and kind of hoping for the best at this point yeah so we're online uh the plan is we're online until the first quarter ends so uh we should be back in like mid-november early december but uh who knows we'll see what actually happens gotcha um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I feel you. Um, nothing really happens according to plan anymore. So dude, no kidding. Uh, yeah. But that's hard, you know, I, and especially for, for someone you're at, when I was your age, you know, seeing, seeing my friends every day was a big deal. And I think for yeah. anyone, I think for anyone period, seeing, seeing people on a daily basis, especially the ones they're used to seeing, it's a big deal. So, um, well, I'm I'm glad you're able to do it and uh, kind of muster through it. But um, good luck with the online school. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I still got my friends from swim to see, so it's all good. And that's that's a big part of swim, as as all swimmers know, is the social aspect. Um, yeah. So yeah, you said you things were kind of back to normal. Is uh is your swimming back to a normal schedule also? Uh, a little bit. So I'm I'm doing about seven water practices a week uh i haven't started dry land yet uh but i'm definitely gonna do that soon um so instead of doing all mornings we're doing uh monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and the afternoon oh sorry I take that back wednesdays in the morning and then sundays in the morning so i got two mornings a week so it's not bad at all i get to sleep in a lot so um it's a nice change of scenery, but it still feels the same because I'm, I'm at the same pool training with the same coach and the same teammates. So it feels great to be able to sleep and have that feeling. So it's, it's been going pretty well. I can, that, I mean, that sounds great. So 
before quarantine, were you guys all mornings all the time? Yeah, not as early. I think it was about seven. So it was like, it's like, yeah, I could go to sleep decently late, but uh, uh, it's a lot nicer having it at five in the afternoon just because, you know, I got a lot of freedom there. Absolutely. Uh, so you, that's, that's kind of interesting. I mean, there was a period in my career where we went mornings every day, but I think that's because like our pool was getting worked on or something. Um, all mornings is, it, what time do you start school then? Uh, so for the past four years, I've been starting school at about like eight ten. So it's, it, I got, I got plenty of time to, uh, well, so quarantine was at around seven, uh, the practices, okay. but when, during the school year, they were a little bit earlier. They're at like 5.00 AM. Okay. Yeah, so that those are the ones that suck. Yeah. But <laughs> so, but you would do that every morning, and then would you have afternoons also? Uh, yeah. So my, last year my schedule was every single morning, and then doubles on Tuesday, Thursday. Okay. So yeah. Interesting. So uh, compare compare that to now. Uh, which would which would you prefer? I mean, the sleeping in sounds nice, but also the free afternoons seem pretty good too. What, what, what's your, what's your preference? Uh, I'm kind of embracing the schedule right now because even though it's, uh, in the afternoon, I, I, I'm out of the pool and I'm at home by like seven or seven thirty, So I still got time to, you know, eat dinner and hang out with my friends if I want to. So, uh, and I can still go to bed. Like I, I can go to bed at like 12 and I'd be completely fine. Uh, rather if I go to bed at 12 for my 5am practice, I will not be fine at all. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm liking it right now. I'm enjoying it. Nice. That's a, I, I think sleeping in is a good thing. It seems, it seems, yeah. seems like getting Every, rest. Everyone's oh. happier. Oh yeah. <laughs> everyone's happier. Nice. That's good to hear. Uh, mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know, Anthony Grimm came, came on my radar uh, during his sophomore year. Uh, when at the Virginia State meet, he he basically went ballistic, and uh, he split twenty point eight in the fifty back on the Tuner Medley relay. Uh, he won the fifty free title in nineteen six, anchored the Tuner free relay in nineteen two, and he was the top seed in the hundred back. Didn't end up swimming it in finals, but his team still won the state title. Uh, so he he basically just. Kind of, kind of went really fast at that meet. Um, so we're going to get into that in a little bit, but uh, I, I want to hear about your your years before that. Um, How did you get into swimming? You know, what what was your first experience in the water? So my very first experience in the water was me and my mom. I was four years old. Me and my mom, we went to the the community pool, like right next to my neighborhood, and we we were just there to like just screw around and play and hang out. But uh, there was a swim meet, like a little summer league meet. And so my mom like started talking to some people and they were just like, yeah, just throw them in, just throw them in there. And so I swam the, the heat against all these other like, like six or seven year olds and I ended up winning my heat. And so it was, I was like 25 meters in like 25 seconds, but uh, I, I loved it. And, you know, I started doing uh, summer swim after that and that led to club swim and you know, I just it's just something I've always loved since I started. Twenty-five meters, twenty-five seconds, four years old. That's <laughs> so. It seems like you you had a bright future for a while. 
Uh, I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) Or at least speed came naturally from a young age. We'll say that. Um, You you said, you you said, you know, that got you into summer swimming. I've heard some legends about uh, Virginia summer swimming and maybe you can, uh, you can add to those. What was your summer swim experience like? Oh, it's, it's awesome. It's something everyone in the area looks forward to every summer. It's really competitive. It's really fast. You know, we, we suit up a lot, which people might think is ridiculous, but we think it's super fun. And, uh, you know, it's just something that's been a tradition in our area for a really long time. I love it. Uh, it's especially suiting up. I mean, I think, yeah. I think people should suit up whenever they want, however often they want. Cause why not? Uh, yeah. It's, that sounds super cool. When did you start that summer swim and, uh, and how, like, do you still swim? I mean, obviously not this past summer, but like, were you still swimming summer league up until now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I plan to do it every single summer that I'm here. Um, and you know, uh, yeah, I, I plan to do it every single summer and we didn't get to do it this summer and that sucks for all the seniors, but, uh, it's, you know, I, I don't want to miss it. It's, it's something that, has been it's it's really important to me to be there just because you know all the all the people that I know that I've basically grown up with and those are the people that I started swimming with so it means a lot to me to be there. Uh, is it is that affiliated with your club at all or is it something that's completely separate? Not at all. It's so it's like a Northern Virginia swim league. That's what the summer league is called, and uh, it's like it's like some eighteen something divisions like five team five teams in each division and it's a lot of fun. So tell me tell me about the meets that occur. I mean do you do you guys have practices with those teams? Oh uh, yeah, they're really low key though. If you do if you do club swim, you know, it's it's basic, it's it's a lot for kids that uh that don't do club swim and uh you know they just have been doing it for a while, but uh a lot of club swimmers do do it just because you know we want to race it's uh all 50s and 100 im so i mean who doesn't want to do that and you know my friend kent says um i'm always i'm only good at the fun events which is 100 percent true so i love swimming 50s and suiting up who doesn't yeah who doesn't want to be good at the fun events especially coming from club you know there's there's where there's two hundreds of stroke 400 im 500 free you know who doesn't want to who doesn't want to sprint some 50s and 100 im it's it exactly. sounds like a blast so tell me about the environment of these meets are a lot of club kids doing them i mean are these races pretty hotly contested for a summer league sometimes they can get pretty heated yeah like it's it's pretty, it gets pumped up uh it's, it's every age group from eight and under to 15, 18. So, and it's boys and girls, you know, it's, it's your entire team. So uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's super hot every Saturday and you wake up it's Saturday morning and it's the thing that I just get super hot pumped for. Uh, we carpool to the, uh, we carpool and caravan to the away meets and the summer, the, the home meets are five minute bike ride from my house. So it's, really fun that sounds that sounds perfect uh are there like team rivalries or you know do you do you guys have uh friendly beef with other swimmers is there trash talk behind the blocks uh what take take me to the meat environment uh there might be a little bit of trash talk you know if you know the person but uh it's they they take sportsmanship uh really seriously there there's like a sportsmanship award and everyone has to shake hands after the race and 
it's really classy. It's really fun. And yeah, we, we definitely have some rivals. Uh, so Oakton Otters is, so we're the Fair Oaks Sharks. Uh, we live in the Fair Oaks community. That's uh, right next to my house. And then Oakton Otters is like, like three, three miles down the road. And yeah, we all go to the same schools and stuff. So we all know each other and it's a lot of fun trash talking to your friends there. But, uh, and, and so then is there, uh, you know, is there a championships meet or division meet, you know, how, how does, how does it work? What's the big finale? Yeah. So there's five dual meets during the year and then there's divisionals, everyone in your vision. And then there's all stars, everyone in the entire league. And uh, t- tell me, tell me about a favorite memory you've got from from any any summer swim meet. Um, you know, what's what's one what's one memory that stands out to you, or or just a good story or a good time you had at one of these meets? Ooh, uh, probably when I was like about eight years old. It was like it was my th- second or third all star meet, and I never really uh, like won anything before that. And that was my first time winning All-Stars. And it was this like huge deal because I was eight years old and uh, like set a lead record. And I was 16 seconds in a 25 fly when I was like eight. So it, it, the record's gotten broken since. I was a little bit sad, but you know, it's, it, was, it was a really special moment for me. It's, it, it made me love swimming even more. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. guessing you've won a few more All-Stars events since then. Yeah, maybe a few. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so do you – is it – you said it's just 50s and 100 IMs. I mean, so do you swim all five events, or do you kind of pick and choose based on your team and who's swimming what? And... Uh, so, yeah, we only get two individual events. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we kind of – I kind of – so I tried to uh, spread out all my swims last year or the summer of ni- 2019. I tried to, like – spread out all the events because i wanted to make sure i got every single one nice uh says so the s- summer swim that sounds super like a, a super fun uh i've i say it a lot on this podcast i didn't have a summer league when growing up and so i try to live vicariously through everyone i interview about summer yeah. leagues it sounds super cool um tell me about your club team you know you, it starts with summer swim i think it does for a lot of swimmers and then eventually you get to your club team um how, how'd you land at your club uh so i'm on the mason makos uh i was it's like 15 minutes from my house and i've been on the team I, it's where i started out doing club swimming when i was like six or seven and um i was on that team until i was about 11 and i tried out ncap for about two or three years and I actually came back to Mako's when I was 13 and I've been there ever since under the same coach, under my coach, Peter. Uh, and it's been going great ever since, you know, I grew up with all these people and uh, it's, it's really fun getting, getting to see them at practice. And I love training at George Mason. It's a really nice pool. Wow. It's, it's sounds like a cool club. How, um, how, how big is the club team or how big is the group that you train with? uh so it's, it's not very big we're only one site and um my group i'd say it's about like 25 30 kids yeah it's not it's not too bad yeah it's pretty mm-hmm. sizable i think it's you know you're coming from northern virginia very populated area very swimming populated area 
you say it's a small team it's one site <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i i know teams like in cap you know have multiple sites but uh it's, i just i just think that's humorous uh, so it's one site club team. Um, you, you've got a strong training group of about 25 or 30. Um, what would you say the training is like there? I mean, you, you said you swam it in cap for a while. Um, it, it Mason, what's, you know, what's, what's your training like? Uh, so it's, it's completely different from NCAP. Uh, so for Makos we do, I'd say an average of like four to five K per practice four to five K yards. Uh, my coach, he, he designs the practices really well to what we need. Uh, and most of us are sprinters. So we have like, like one or two freestyle days that we, we just had it. We just had a freestyle day. We did some 200 freeze, but it wasn't a fan of that. But, um, so yeah, we, he, he tailors the sets to make them a little bit more faster just cause he knows a, a lot of us aren't really distance swimmers. Uh, when we, we do a lot of like 200 pace stroke and uh, a lot of IM, that's what my coach likes to focus on. I, I just talked to, uh, Jeff Papel, head, head women's coach at Florida. And, and he was saying, you know, he worked under Greg Troy for a long time at, uh, at bowls and then at Florida, you know, he, he strong emphasis on IM training. I'm guessing your IM training looks a little different, but you know, you have a strong IM yourself great you know you're, you're you're very good proficient in all four strokes um what i mean do you enjoy having having that diversity because i know some swimmers you know they're just like well i like butterfly and that's all i'm gonna swim yeah no i love it because if i'm like not feeling a stroke one day i'm like a stroke day i just don't have to swim it because i got three other ones that i can swim and you know like if it's like a it's more like 200 paced i'll probably try to do breaststroke just because i'm better at the 200 distance for breaststroke and if i really want to work on underwaters i'll do flying flying back so it's it's really nice having that freedom if uh i mean so so like we said you know you swim you swam 50 free at the state meet you swam the 100 back you swam the 100 breast uh, I mean, you're, you're really proficient in butterfly. Actually, 2019 NCSA spring championships in Orlando, you took titles in the hundred breast, 50 breast, 50 fly and hundred back. So it, it shows that you can pretty much swim anything fast. Uh, do you have a favorite stroke or event? Uh, yeah. hundred breaststroke is my favorite event just cause, uh, just because like 100 fly and 50 free and 100 back, they are so, they're the most stressful events just ever because you just got to focus on staying underwater, just going absolutely ham on top of the water. So having like, having like an event that I can just do super long pullouts and have a, have a nice fast rhythm going, that's definitely my favorite event. It's the, I feel the least tired after the 100 breaststroke than any other of those, so. And that's the metric everyone should use yeah. on their favorite event. What makes you feel the least tired? Uh, so that's super interesting. I, I, we're going to get to your underwaters in a minute, but let's talk about, I'm, I'm guessing you have a pretty strong emphasis on underwaters and training. Um, what about, what about, what about pullouts? I mean, do you put just as much of an emphasis on those? I mean, I'm guessing if you swim a hundred breast, you know, you're still underwater for at least half of it. Yeah. So, Definitely. Just because I, 
for some reason I'm good at underwater. So I just got to use it to my advantage. And, uh, you know, we've, we've tweaked on it a little bit, me and my coach, like what's a little bit too long gliding and what, uh, you know, what's too short or from, uh, what's it called? If I'm, uh, just grabbing it like too short or something like that. So, uh, we, we worked on it a lot and, we we definitely noticed that we can use it to my advantage. Um, breaststroke is probably the stroke I work on the least, just because uh, I don't know. I just I just work on it the least, and uh, I I work on it the most during IM sets, just because I during IM sets I try to tell myself to just stay underwater and finish the pullout. Interesting. That's mm. uh, that's pretty cool. I like that a nice. lot. Uh, so, I mean, do you think in IM, it, IM sets this, I'm just thinking out loud, do you think uh, working on breaststroke during IM sets kind of gets you into more of a rhythm with your breaststroke as well? Uh, probably, because, you know, I'm, you're not really thinking about much when you're in pain, because <laughs> you're, just, you're just going on instinct. So it, it helps a little bit just to not think and just, just go. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so that's, that's super interesting. When did you and slash your coach kind of start to get the idea that like, okay, I'm pretty good at underwaters. Maybe I should use this to my advantage. Uh, probably my freshman year, which was, which was when I, uh, was when I started dropping like a really, like a really good amount of time. Um, okay. And, and so I'm, I'm looking your freshman year at the state meet, you know, you win the hundred back 49, one, you lead off the relay in 22, two, you're second in the hundred fly 49, six. And, uh, you split 20.6 on that 200 free relay. All very solid numbers as a freshman. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, so you start working on underwaters that, that year, what were you doing to really, uh, maximize your underwater work? Were you, you know, doing five kicks off every wall where you do in certain sets where you do 10 kicks off every wall. Like what, what do you feel like really helped you um, start to harness that? So to work on underwaters, we definitely use fins the most uh, just uh, 25s underwater as fast as we can, or uh, 25s, three up, one down. I mean, three down, one up. Um, you know, uh, we do this set uh, almost every Friday where we have fins on and we swim out to the 15 and then blast underwater back. And so definitely, definitely has a lot to do with the fins. My coach loves using fins. And, uh, yeah, when I do fast fifties, uh, in practice, I try to go 15, 15, just because that's, that's the fastest way I'm going to be able to swim in the race. That, that makes sense. (laughs) And, uh, so I have an idea, but i yeah, I have an idea of why that is, but um, what do you like about using fins so much? You know, why does that particularly help with the underwaters? Uh, I'm not really sure. I, I, I'm able to stay down longer and I'm able to really, you can really feel the, the work that you're putting in and like your hamstrings and your quads. And so I really like that. And it, it helps me stay alive and stay like flexible. You know, I can like engage my hips and my back. Uh, really well like with fins on i can really just get the the motion going uh so what's do you have do you know your fastest 25 underwater time in practice 
I don't know about the fastest 25, but I've gone 17-1 in a 50 from a push. I had once, Yeah, underwater. I had one stroke of freestyle at the wall, and it was completely underwater. 17-1. Uh, that puts Caleb Dressel to shame. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's speedy. I would Thanks. man, I wish I I wish I wish I could have been there to eat some pancakes and watch that one. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um Absolutely. So so you use fens a lot, which is great to hear. Um are are there I mean I I don't know what your club team's like. I don't know what your training group's like. Tell me about them a little. I mean, do you have kids that push you, especially on those underwaters, or are you kind of way out in the in the leading the pack? I mean, uh, yeah, there are, there are people that keep me in my place in practice. Uh, today I was getting my butt whooped by my teammate Cole because he's the, the 200 and 500 guy. Uh, and, you know, and my friend Kent, when he was here, he's got really good underwaters and really good flying back. And out of nowhere, he got a good free last year. So he was pushing me in practice. And so, yeah, I, those guys, uh, and I hate losing to them because they're my friends. So, you know, it, it, it feels good to have people uh, right next to you in practice that you know well and that you don't want to lose to. It does, and, and that's, again, good to hear that, uh, that you've got people keeping you in your place because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing your times. I don't know about the other kids in your club again, but it's like, you know, it's like I'm, I, this kid might just be, you know, training on his own essentially, but it's good to hear that you've got, yeah. you've got good training buddies. <laughs> Um, so you said you, you really started, uh, to feel your underwaters coming along that freshman season. We talked about your sophomore season that, you know, that's kind of when you came onto the swim, swim scene, we were like, Whoa. Um, and I think, you know, people, people started to know your name a little more. Um, and that's also when you went to NCSAs, you know, uh, yeah. a month or two later and had, had a phenomenal meet there in Orlando. Um, tell me about that you know, that winter, spring, and uh, what was really clicking for you during that season? Oof. I, that season, I think I really decided that I was going to buckle down because I realized, so the year before, my freshman year, I had dropped like five seconds and 100 back, uh, I think four seconds and 100 rest, just like grazing, like dropping like crazy time just for like no reason at all. And so – I decided I, I was just like, I really got to start training hard and just really just see what I can do. And so it, it was that summer and, and uh, that winter that I really started to put my head down and train a lot harder, you know, and stop missing practices and just really started to focus and, and become motivated to just see what I can do. And it, it ended up paying off and the winter I dropped a ton of time and then the spring I dropped even more time. I just had no idea what was going on. And it was a lot of fun being able to, it's the best part of the sport being able to just blow away your times and seeing times up there that you don't expect. Yeah. I mean, you know, speaking of summer swim, you were, you were just making age group drops. You were dropping time yeah. like an eight year old, um, yeah. which, you know, you said it's the best part of the sport, certainly as fans, we love seeing, you know, someone who we've never heard of just drop exceedingly fast times, you know, which you did. Uh, and so then 
you uh, tell me about that summer. I remember seeing you at summer nationals. We were going to do an interview and then I think we missed each other. Uh, but uh, tell me about that summer and kind of, you know, after you had had that real breakout season, um, trying to transition to long course. Yeah. So that summer, it wasn't exactly what, uh, what I was hoping for. Um, my long course uh, hasn't really come around yet, which, you know, I'm okay with. And I, I was talking to Eddie Reese and, you know, he, he said, you know, it takes a year or two after your breakout season and short course for you to really get the hang of long course. So he just told me not to worry. And, uh, you know, my, my, my stroke on top of the water is getting a little bit better. So we'll see what I can do this long course season. Uh, and, you know, that, season, that, that, that summer after sophomore year, and it was okay. Like, I, I was happy with it. I got a trials cut. Um, you know, it was, it was – I couldn't expect to just, uh, you know, go uphill the entire time. I had to be a little bit disappointed that year, I feel like. So, you know, yeah, the breaststroke was not what I was expecting. I was expecting to go a little bit faster. But, uh, you know, I was happy with the backstroke, at least getting a trials cut. And fly, it will, it will just get better with time. Yeah. So, um, are you able to train long course at all, even during the summers? Uh, so in the past, yeah, usually, uh, we, we, we can switch, switch the lanes to long course during the summer and at, at my pool. Okay. So that's, mm -hmm. that's good. Um, do you, do you prefer short course or long course? Definitely prefer short course. Okay. Just bounce, yeah, bouncing off the walls. It's my thing. That certainly, and you know, again, I th I think we that that shows on paper. Um, what you know, long course is a totally different animal, and I think it does take a while. Once once you get to an elite level, short course, it can take a while for to make that transition. Um, mm -hmm. wh where do you feel like you can? You know, you said you're you're above water strokes coming along. Do you feel like there's there's specific details you can improve um, on that long course game, or, or things you're excited to work on in the future? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I've got like this a little hitch in my back, in my backstroke. You can't really, I don't know if you can really notice it in a, in short course, just cause you know, my tempo's going pretty fast. And, but when, when, when I'm swimming long course, you can really kind of see like, Oh, and like an awkward, like hitch in my backstroke. And that's something I got to work on. And I got to work on just timing my breaststroke, right. Really getting that down. Um, and for butterfly, I guess it's just conditioning. Like I just, uh, in long course, when I, when I'm on, when I'm on that last 25, I got like a piano on my back. Like I'm, I'm just dying. So I think I just got to work the right muscles, you know, train the right way. And then I'll, I'll start to see some improvements. I'll, I'll sound like good things. I'll make sense. <laughs> yeah. long, long course butterfly is so different than short course <laughs> butterfly. Yeah. Um, like you said, and so, uh, so, so you have, you know, a good long course season, not, not the one maybe you'd hoped for, but a good long course season. Um, and then you get the stress fracture in your lower back, you know, you talked about, you, you took two months off. Um, how was that time for you? Um, I mean, especially because you came back it, after being in the water for just six weeks, uh, to the Virginia state meet, you swam maybe not as well as you would have liked. <laughs> you would still went pretty dang fast. Um, Thanks. Yeah. What were those two months, uh, those two months off leading into that meet? Um, what were those like for you? Uh, yeah, those two months were pretty hard. 
uh, just because I was just sitting in my room. Like I was supposed to go to Canada for a short course meters meet, and then I was supposed to have uh, just uh, the sports fair winter classic that year. And yeah, you know, I was pretty upset I couldn't go to those, but you know, I was still watching my friends swim and all that. And um, you know, it was just hard uh, not having anything to do, and just, I felt just. I gained a little bit of weight, you know, just because I didn't know what else to do. And uh, it was really boring, you know, really uh, discouraging. But, uh, you know, as soon as I got back into the water, it was it was hard to get back into shape, but I was just happy to be there. And it makes total sense. I think that could throw anyone into kind of a slump. You know, you're you're on a roll, you're doing really well, and then you get an injury like that. It's hard to come back from. Um, so like I mentioned before, you get back in the water. Six weeks later, you're back at the Virginia State meet. You win the 50 free in 19-7, 100 breasts in 53-8, breaking Andrew Sellis' car's state record. Uh, you, you split 21-2 in the 50 back, leading off the medley relay, and 44-7 on the winning 400 free relay. Uh, you guys finished third at that meet. Um, and then, and then COVID hit pretty soon yeah. after that. Um, how, you know, given everything you had been through, how did you feel about that performance at the state meet? Uh, I, I was, I was happy with my performance there. Just, I, I wasn't expecting to go any best times, you know, like, uh, coming off of like six weeks of training and having regions and districts the two weeks before, you know, having all those meets, I mean, I'm not conditioned at all. I was happy I just survived that meet. That four free relay, my splits, I think, were like 20.5 and then 24.1. <laughs> like, because it was, it was right, after the, right after the 100 breast, yeah. and I, it was, I was just dying. But, you know, we gutted it out for that, for that four free relay. So it was, it was fine. <laughs> That's <laughs> – Sorry. It's, it's, it's kind of comical, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you made it through the meet. I'm guessing you're in a better place now. Uh, Hopefully. Yeah. So, so to wrap up this conversation, you know, moving forward again, senior year of high school, things are a lot different, but you're, you're still able to swim. Um, what are you looking forward to these next couple months? Do you have any short-term goals? Obviously everything is kind of up, you know, things are up in the air and can change at any moment, but um what what are you thinking about for the next couple months? Uh oh, sorry about that. Uh, am I good? Okay. Um, I'm really excited to just go and race. Uh, I've been itching to race. It's been it's been a really long time, and that's where I perform the best uh, at meets and stuff. I'm definitely more of a competitor than a trainer, and so just the feeling I get when I shave up and you know know I've done good training and throw on a suit. It, really gets the adrenaline going and that's the part that's the most fun part of the sport for me just because you know the feeling you get before and after you race it's just completely different world uh do you know when the next time you might race will be uh so me and my coach i would really love to go to winter juniors for the first time if it's gonna happen um so we'll see about that um, if that's happening, I'll definitely try to go. Just I've never been to a Winter Juniors, and I really want to race those guys. I met 
pretty much all of them on like all my officials and stuff. So I, I know everyone and I'm sure they know I'm ready to go and I know they're ready to go too. Well, I'm, I'm pulling for winter juniors. I would love to see these showdowns. Um, Anthony, you say, th- thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciate it, especially after you had a long day of school and swim. We're, we're doing this at the end of the day. So yeah, mm-hmm. thank, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you too. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.